the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. And a post-game Ring Podcast versus the Ottawa Senators. The Blue Shirts fall in Ottawa uh, by a score of 62. Uh, the game, to me, was over at the point of the two-man advantage where they could not capitalize. That would be the New York Rangers. But the, the Blue Shirts actually had a, actually, uh, you know, since last week when we spoke, they, they've been on a pretty nice roll. You know, they had a nice win in Detroit, uh, versus Detroit at home, went to Nashville on Saturday, came back. They were down in that game, came back and won that game, right? And then the very next night they had a uh, – they were up six to three on the Sharks. Uh, the Sharks were actually up early on, and the Rangers came back. But uh, the, the, the Rangers had a nice win against the Sharks. But the, versus the worst team in the league, which would be the Ottawa well, in the East, the Ottawa Senators uh, fell short. Uh, you could take this game many ways, but it seemed like the veterans on this team. I had this theme, right? I had this theme. Because uh, I was looking at the Ottawa Senators, because I'm probably I'm gonna come from the Senators' point of view on this episode when we got the guys on. Yeah, I, I was looking at Brady Kachuk. It looks like the, the rivalry renewed between him and Jacob Trouba. Remember the fight they had last year at the Garden, and, and they were fighting in center ice, and Kachuk had the game-winning goal. Uh, I thought it was a nice little up for Brady Kachuk at the time. Also, uh, Claude Giroux, you know. A guy that actually has not done a lot up until this point this year actually got a goal tonight. A nice beauty around Mika Zibanejad uh, to make it to nothing uh, late in the first period. And then the other guy I was going to bring up on the Senators, who's not really getting as much top six ice time I thought would be Vladimir Tereschenko, a guy who struggled. He hasn't scored in 14 games until tonight. As a matter of fact, he had a goal, and also a goal that Karen Dolph that got Matheson the other goal. So he had a strong night. So I look at it kind of almost like a, 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 a um, how would you say it, a, um, a showcase for T- Vladimir Tereschenko because he's going to be a New York Ranger at the trade deadline. I, I, if the Rangers are in the shopping once again for a right winger, the, the Senators are not going nowhere. The services of Vladimir Tereschenko should be on the table for the blue shirts. And we should discuss this. So let's talk about it with the guys, man. A lot of going on in sports tonight. Glenn, say hello to the people real quick. We'll go to um, – we'll get Scott on as, as well. But, Glenn, quickly say hello, man. How you doing, man? Yes, good evening to uh, all Ranger fans and all you guys. I was listening to what you were saying uh, uh, just now, Steve, and uh, couldn't agree with you more. If Ottawa winds up uh, not really going anywhere later in the season, I can very much see Tarasenko uh, back on the uh, first slot right wing for the Rangers at the trade deadline. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah, better there on a first-place Blue Shirts team on the top line versus a last place Ottawa on the third line. We could talk about it. Let's get to Scott. Scott, quickly say hello. Just quickly, bro. We, we'll get right back to you. I promise. What's up, man? How you doing? 
Hey, good evening. Uh, what can you do? I mean, they uh, haven't been a lot of stakers this year, so they had one. Big deal. <laughs> All right, now, Glenn, explain to me. I, I said, nice win. We you know we talked about it. And here's the thing: Brzezinski came up. Remember, I talked about as far as last time when we discussed as far as options to come up. I thought he played well, right? And then the very the nice comeback win in Nashville, very very nice. And then also the Shark game was a nice little shootout the way Scott likes it. But it's kind of hard to really kill the Rangers when you're been the best team in the league, but you lose to the worst team in the East. How should I take that, Glenn? And then we'll go to, go to Scott after that. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think we should take it as, you know, just one of those things. I mean, look, they lost to Columbus in the first uh, four games of the season. So, um, you know, I just think we take it as, as one of those things that happened. Uh, you know, they had a busy weekend uh, flying, uh, uh, you know, to Nashville, then to New York, now out to Ottawa. Um, you know, and, you know, this, this game was, uh, uh, I thought, uh, scattered with a lot of uncharacteristic uh, giveaways and bad decisions and uh, not the greatest play from Igor. And, uh, you know, you're just going to have some of those. So, again, um, you know, I, I just think it's something that you don't worry too much about. You don't want it to become a, a trend, obviously. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's anything that you get too panicky about right now. Okay, anything else you'd like to add to you before you want to go to Scott with your thoughts as far as, you know, the, the positive is, yeah, we were on a nice win streak, uh, the Detroit game. The nice comeback in Nashville, right? And I think, you know, players you want to, you know, give some recognition to is Artemi Panarin with his hat trick. You want to talk about Vincent Trocek's production. It's not even just the, the face-offs, but the points he's been accumulating over the last week. What about that? Or anything else you'd like to add? Brzezinski or, or Adam Fox's yeah, return? Yeah, what I mean, thoughts? I mean that was that was a hard fought game that Nashville game that that team plays hard, um, you know I, I don't feel as bad about losing to them early in the season uh, when we did after watching them uh, how they've been going lately and uh, you know watching them how they played against us that's a that's a good team and they got some talent on that team so um, you know uh, I think the Rangers might have gotten you know a little more than maybe they were expecting now you know let's remember we we were talking last week about what we thought this team was going to do in the next four games and we all pretty much agreed three and one. Um, after they went three and zero, I was thinking, geez, we're going to be wrong again. They're going to go four and zero. But um, you know, I, I I thought the the Nashville game, uh, you know, was a tough game for them. Then you got to fly right back home, play uh, uh, San Jose, who had beaten the Devils six uh, three on Friday night. Uh, they're playing a lot better too. And uh, you know, I thought that uh, that was a game that I wasn't expecting. I was definitely not expecting a six five shootout with the Sharks. Um, you know, it seemed like midway through the third period they had that game in hand. Uh, and, uh, you know, it got a little shaky at the end there, but they hung on. Um, but, um, no, I, I mean, I think, you know, for the most part, we've seen a lot of great play. Trocek has been tremendous. I mean, uh, you know, moving up with uh, Panarin and Lafreniere, uh, I mean, he's been doing it all. He's winning faceoffs at an unbelievable clip. He's scoring points. He's making plays. He's hitting. Uh, I mean, he's doing – everything you could ask somebody to do to play on that line. Um, you know, Panera we've talked about before. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he could be gunning for uh, MVP this year if he keeps that up and his team continues to win at the the, the way they're doing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a call out to Brzezinski. I, I think Brzezinski, um, I don't know if I expected him to be on the first line when they called him up. I thought they were going to keep Wheeler there a little bit longer. I thought he was maybe starting to come around, actually. Um, so I was kind of surprised that Lavalette 
uh, decided to move him down. I don't know if you guys were. Uh, but, uh, no, I thought Brzezinski coming up, uh, as he has before, um, you know, he's been more than adequate. Every time the Rangers have need to call upon him to come up to fill a void. And uh, I'm kind of surprised that he was put on the first line. But, uh, you know, he's been doing great. I don't know, Scott, if you want to talk about that, Brzezinski on the first line, I was kind of surprised that he put him there. Yeah, Scott, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, um, surprising, yes. Um, disturbing, no, not not at all. Um, you know, here's a guy like I, I liked him. Um, you know, I, I was I was not happy when they got rid of him. I liked him. You know, he he was a great. Uh, I don't know if it was third or fourth line. We'll call him a bottom six. He was great, and I thought that. Uh, you know, this was before they built the uh, the bottom six that they have now. Um, I, I liked him there, and I was disappointed they got rid of him. And now, you know, he's proven himself in the AHL by leading, being the leading scorer. So why not, um, you know, give him some top six? Once he's, I think he's he's thirty, I think. So you know, he's not a kid, um, and he looks very comfortable there. So I, I'm not uh, objecting to that at all. And you, you know, that just goes to show you how you know all as close to all cylinders as possible that this team is firing on because, you know, they're, they're mixing things up. Laviolette's mixing things up. You know, you got a guy you just called up from the AHL, boom, he's on the first line. You know, you've got, um, um, uh, you know, who else was getting on the, uh, uh, on the top there? Uh, I just drew a blank, but in any case, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, he's mixing up the top six and they're still scoring goals and winning games, you know, obviously not tonight, but, um, you know, Trey, uh, Trocek definitely worth uh, pointing out that he's been great. Lafreniere, again, uh, uh, you, you know, he, he's a different player. He's finally coming into his own. I do have one complaint about him. Just, <laughs> you know, I, I can't, uh, you know, he's not all forgiving yet. But um, he's, um, you know, he's turned into a great playmaker. He's got a great head for the game. He, he's finding guys, you know, that, that Panarin goal, the first goal of the Detroit game, great cross-ice pass. Um, he, he's becoming a great 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 playmaker i would like him to be a little bit more of a finisher most of his goals are easy tappings and whatnot that pretty much anyone can do um you know he's taking shots which is good he's getting confidence he's taking a lot of shots i was hoping he'd be a little bit more of a sniper there was um you know the penalty shot um I mean, penalty shots are difficult, I understand, but uh, there was one tonight, um, or I think in the second period, where he came down and he had a lot of room, and he just shot it, you know, right into the goalie's chest. I was hoping, you know, he'd be able to be more of a sniper and pick those corners that, uh, you know, the guys like Panarin and Zbanejad can do, but, um, you know, again, he's he's on the up and up, uh, you know, really the only complaint I have about his game, so, um, but yeah, pretty much, you know, everybody looks good out there. Um, you know, and like we talked about yesterday uh, or last week, it's you know they're going to lose games, of course. You know, uh, it's not how they lose. You know, it's it's how they respond, and they responded to the last two losses with with three game win streaks. So it is what it is. They were sloppy, a lot of turnovers. I mean, the two on one, the turnovers and two on ones. You know, they they um, you know when the Rangers had cut it to two to one, they they gave them right back that third goal on a you know sloppy turnover and three on uh, two on one, and then when they got it cut it to uh, three too they did the exact same thing so they definitely did not look sharp but you know with where we've gotten to to this point you know is really can't really beat them up over it it's going to happen you know uh, i'm surprised there haven't been you know a lot more than there have been um but it is what it is moving on um you know is, is igor a concern i don't know it, yes. it just seems like yes. 
He's not. Yes. He, okay. So he is a concern. Okay. So tonight. Big, okay. Let me take that back. Not, maybe not big time. Remember, I read the stat last week to RP you guys. I said he went up from what 28th in the league to up to like 13th in save percentage. But it's not where we think he should be. He should still be more solid. Tonight was a little bit of both. Bad goaltending. But I thought defensively, especially with the Claude Giroux goal, that was more Mika's advantage. I remember the play. Well, actually, it really, really led up to this, Scott. And we got we got a little bit of an Ali Frazier thing going on with Brady Kachuk and Jacob Truba. Uh, they, you know, remember the memorable fight they had last year on the Garden Ice, which led to the Brady Kachuk um, game-winning goal. And then even tonight, just a lot of their wrestling along the boards, which actually set up that Claude Giroux goal where the puck, the puck got loose and Zimbinajad was supposed to cover on Claude Giroux. And he faked the shit out of him behind the net and Mika went one way, Giroux went another way, and Shesterkin was a little too late to that right post. So some of it was a little bit bad defense, but then some of it was a little bit of ego Shesterkin. Concern, yes, I'm not – panicking though what are you guys thoughts yeah i i think there is a little bit of concern about shesterkin but you know i mean i've got a little more of a concern with the fact that they've given up uh, 15 goals in the last three games um so you know maybe it's not so Mm -hmm. much on the goalies or it's a combination of the goalies and, and the defense um you know i was kind of surprised by the uh uh the san jose game and, uh, you know, tonight, unfortunately, I, I didn't see most of the third period, but I saw the five goals that were scored. Um, you know, I, there might be some, you know, a, a little some giveaways, some defensive breakdowns, the goalie's a little off. I think it's a combination of everything, and I think that's something that I need to address because that's something that, uh, you know, this team was right up there at the top as far as goals against. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there was a point, actually, where they had given up the least amount of goals in the league. Uh, a couple of games ago, but, uh, you know, giving up 15 goals in, in three games, I think is a little bit of a concern. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'll try and watch, you know, the, the defensive play a little bit more. Uh, you know, obviously we got Fox back. Um, so we don't have uh, Jones out there to, to blame on, on some of that. Uh, so uh, I think that's something we need to, uh, you know, keep an eye on over the next couple of days and hopefully they can, uh, uh, you know, fix that because they got a really tough stretch coming up. They got the the Bruins, the Kings, they got uh, Toronto twice in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they're going to be facing some teams that can score goals. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that, uh, you know, they're really going to have to tighten up because I know they're, I know they're at the top of the league in, in scoring. I think they were third in uh, uh, goals per game, uh, but uh, you know, they're, they're going to be playing some teams now that, can score some goals. So that's something they really need to tighten up right now, I think. Yeah, I will go back to what you were saying about San Jose. They have been on a little groove with scoring goals. They did it the night before versus the Jersey, New Jersey. Um, and, you know, you know, when you watch them play, they have a lot of young skates, and they were getting out real quick. But there's really no excuse for the, for the Rangers' defense on some of that stuff. Uh, Jonathan Quick was kind of left on an island. Igor Shosturkin, to a little to an extent, was left on an island tonight, um, and you saw that a little bit in the uh, the Detroit game at first. Nashville, I thought it was some good scoring by Ryan O'Reilly and Roman Yossi. Uh, there were good shot placements mm-hmm. by those two mm-hmm. in particular, mm-hmm. 
And, mm-hmm. I, you know, Sisterkin just got beat. I don't think it was necessarily bad goaltending. It was just great shots, especially the Ryan O'Reilly one to really get his jump started. But, Scott, what about yep. you on Sisterkin? Uh, heavily, are you panicking? Are you ready to call off the season? Or what do you think? No, no, I'm, I'm not panicking. Remember, we went through this last year. He was, uh, you know, shaky at best for, you know, at least a third, if not half the season. Um, yeah. And then remember, I think we, we, I think RP was the one who figured it out that, or, or pointed it out, I should say uh, that he, he had a positioning issue and and they fixed it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he became Vesna caliber, um, you know, the rest of the way. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm confident that the, the same thing will happen. You know, Ben Waller will figure out, uh, you know, what the issue is this time, and they'll fix it. I mean, we, you know, he's a Vesna goalie. The Vesna was not a fluke. Uh, you know, we know what he can do when he's on, and, you know, I think it, we, it's just going through. It would be nice if we, you know, get that Vesna start-to-finish, you know, caliber out of him, but, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, they, they have the record they have. You know, better better that, that you know, he's been shaky and, and not, up to up to up to where we know he can be with with the team having the record that it that they do have um you know so that we can if the team starts to fall back down to earth we need him to uh get back to where he can and and we, we i know he will i'm not, i'm confident i'm not no, I'm panicking at all i would just you know like to see him be you know vesna caliber start to finish like we know he can be but whatever i'm not uh, i'm not worried they'll figure it out all right cool cool so i wanted to uh reiterate the silver lining in all this. I mean, we lost to the worst team in the league uh, in the Ottawa Senators. Oh, not the league. I'm sorry. The East. Let's be, be real quick. There's other teams that are worse and they're, they're in the West. But the silver lining, Scott, there's an opportunity of uh, going that Tyler Mott route and getting back what we used to have in Vladimir Tereschenko. That's what stood out to me because that guy's been ice cold. When I mean ice cold in a bad way, he hasn't been doing nada for the Ottawa Senators. He ain't scoring like two, three, like three weeks, four weeks, uh, like 14 games. And tonight, he, he, you could just tell he was a little bit live out there. He even had that shot that um, it went off uh, Igor Shosturkin that set up the Matheson goal that made it get three to one. I think just watching or observing Glenn and Scott, even though in a loss, I, I'm looking at things like, okay, well, how are ways we could improve our team at the deadline? I like the fact that he could probably be a viable option, depending on what salary cap you're looking at. Uh, What do you guys think about that when it comes to Tereshenko? Because I think that could be easily, easily somewhat we could bring that back in. What do you guys thought? You know, you know, with salary cap implications, of course. But what are you guys' thoughts? The silver lining in this game. Looking at the opposition, I I hope we haven't jeopardized that Steve by jump starting out of a season tonight. Uh, but, <laughs> no way, uh, no. They're, they're last but, place. Uh, they're last place in the division. They're not coming back. Yeah, no, no, I know, no, I know, I know, no. They're way behind already. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, he's playing. He's been playing with Stutzla and uh, Batherson, who are who are two really good players. I mean, I think Stutzla is one of the uh, the the really terrific young players in the league. And yeah, um, he, he, you know, he's he, the team he, in points. And that, the German, he the, the German plays real good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was picked third when uh, we picked Lafreniere first. Uh, so uh, he's a high draft pick too from that year. And uh, you know, like was like Micheletti pointed out in the game tonight, Ottawa was really bad when uh, they picked him. 
So he got lots of ice time, first line time, power play time. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we'll say, you know, he's way further ahead of Lafreniere uh, right now, obviously. But, uh, you know, Lafreniere was in a, a lot different position. And I know, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, criticize him and say, you know, he's a bust and get rid of him and all that. But, you know, those two players went into totally different situations. And, uh, you know, right, I think if right. the Rangers – I think if the Rangers were in a different position when we got Lafreniere, that maybe he'd be showing more than he has and, and showing a bit more of what I think he's showing now. Uh, but getting back to Tarasenko, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, I'm happy that the Patrick Kane stuff has been uh, laid to rest. Um, and uh, if I'm correct, I think Tarasenko uh, is on a one-year, $5 million contract. So by the time mm-hmm. we get to the, uh, uh, so by the time we get to the, the trade deadline, his, cap hit will probably be two or less. Uh, so uh, I think uh-huh. he would be a great, I think he'd be a great option uh, for the first Absolutely. line. I liked him. I liked him last year uh, when we got him. Uh, you know, if it was a matter of keeping Kane or, or uh, Tarasenko, I would have wanted to keep Tarasenko. Uh, so, let, me, uh, let me quickly no, he, ask you this. He made it it this if, if, if that's an available option, how soon do you pull that trigger? Do you do it now while you're kind of, uh, winning games now, and you want to get him acclimated to Laviolette's system different than Gallant, or do you you're going to play the weight game and you know there's the general managers talking amongst each other behind the scenes and play the weight game? How would you play it, uh, uh, Glenn? Get him now, or get him sooner than later, or closer to the deadline, knowing that the Senators are cooked. If you ask me, they're not coming back in that division. So, how would you look at that? Well, I mean, I think it's a matter of, you know, if if the Ottawa uh, organization wants to kind of show this early in the season, the fans that uh, they're kind of giving up, um, you know, based on their record and where they're already the standings, everybody kind of knows that. But, you know, a lot of organizations, sometimes they're uh, unwilling to give that perception to the fans uh, too early in the season. Uh, from a Rangers standpoint, I, I think it all depends on the cap. I'd love to have them tomorrow. Um, you know, and plug him right in, right down there. Let Johnny Brzezinski go back down to the AHL and lead the league in scoring, mm. and uh, you know, pull him up if we need him. But uh, for me, I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we've tried a couple of different things uh, uh, on the uh, first line on the right wing, and you know, with with you know some success, limited success. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, I, I, you know, again, I, I thought Zibanejad was, you know, was really, you know, he's on a good streak now for the last eight or nine games. Uh, uh, much of them with Wheeler on that line. And I kind of thought that could be a good mix because Wheeler is such a great passer and Carter's a scorer and, and Mika can do both. Uh, but, um, you know, as soon as they brought Brzezinski up, they moved Wheeler down, which is, you know, kind of where I think we thought he was going to be. Uh, when we obtained him on the third line. Uh, but, uh, no, if it was me, depending on, on if they could get the cap to work, I would love to get him as soon as possible. Why why take your foot off the gas? I mean, you know, bring in a guy like that, plug him in on the first line, and just keep rolling along like they have been. Uh, I just don't know from Ottawa's standpoint if they want to, you know, give that perception that they're giving up. And from a Rangers standpoint, I don't know if they have the cap space uh, or when they will have the cap space to do that. But I, I I wouldn't wait till the deadline if they don't have to. Gotcha, gotcha. And also another point, and I go to Scott, uh, you don't have to really rush him and put a lot of pressure on Capricacco on his his return. Right. So you maybe that. I mean, it's a lot of options. 
Uh, Scott, also, um, what are your thoughts? And I also have another point I want to bring after you uh, you say that. Uh, yeah, I pretty much uh, agree with everything Glenn said. I would love to have him tomorrow. Um, I can't see Ottawa dealing him because, you know, like you said, that would be them throwing in the towel. And, you know, they, they were supposed to be, you know, kind of neck and neck with Detroit over the past two years in terms of rebuilding to, you know, I don't know about contender status, but, you know, at least low-level playoff team status. And it looks like Detroit is getting there. Ottawa is not. They were disappointing last year. They were supposed to be have a, a you know, a better offseason this year. Um, and they're, they're just not um, – you know, that being said, they're, they're 10 and 10, uh, 20 points, uh, seven points out of a playoff spot, 20 games into the season. That's realistic. The, theoretically, that's nothing, uh, you know, especially the, you know, a quarter of the way through the season. But, but, but Steve, I also agree with you. And realistically speaking, I don't see them all of a sudden putting it together and becoming a force. You know, uh, plenty of teams have done it. We've seen the Rangers do that, uh, you know, plenty of times. But I just don't see them having the team to do that. But Ottawa has been desperate to get butts in the seats for years and years. You know, they actually took seats out of that arena so they could, you know, uh, have a higher percentage of, of, of tickets sold and, and, and fans in attendance. They actually took out a few thousand seats to, to boost their attendance percentage numbers, and they are desperate to get people in there. And if they trade Tarasenko any time before February, then they're going to lose whatever people have reluctantly come back into the building. That, that That's throwing in the towel, and you can't throw in the towel in, uh, uh, in, in, in early December, you know, especially when you're desperately trying to figure out how, how to get fans back into that building for the last few years anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to have it, but I, I just don't see the, uh, Ottawa doing it just yet. But, you know, come January, I'm not saying they're going to have to, have to wait for the deadline, you deadline. know, another month, six weeks or so. Um, you know, if they're still bottom feeders, then, uh, then they may, <clears throat> You know, want to want to get a deal going and start uh, you know doing the full blown rebuild again. But now I just don't see it happening. It's too early for them. Can I throw something else in on this subject that I'm just kind of looking at? Um, uh, I, I gonna, can, I, can I say before you steal my thunder because I feel like you're like I'm, the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to get off the subject. Go ahead. Sorry, I just didn't want to get off the subject. I forget. I, I was going to actually suggest there's another guy that's possible off that roster if they chose to. If it couldn't even land a Vladimir Tarasenko. And we were just talking about it. Well, I was. Uh, Claude Giroux is, is a possible knowing that Lafayette, who went to Philadelphia after he left Carolina, Coach Giroux. And I remember I talked about this uh, when we got him as a head coach, uh, how he developed young players. And at the time, it was a long, young Claude Giroux. That could be a possibility. No, and the link they had those years in Philadelphia, even though Chicago was running things, the Blackhawks. But I just want to put that in there because we're going to dub Glenn as the Thunder Stealer, and, and that's a good thing. And that's that's, that's a compliment, Glenn, because you you you're you're a, a mind reader or, or a stealer of thunder. Yeah, you call you the meteorologist on the show. But go ahead. I just want to make sure I got that out there. <laughs> I want to make sure that we got that out there, or I got that out there, because there's two right-wingers that's possible from that roster. It ain't just Terrence I think Jeruz is a possible known that he has the history of Lafayette. It's possible, depending on the situation, but what's your thoughts, Glenn? Do, do you know what Jeruz's contract status is? Does he have yeah, he's, three years. he's, got, he's, he's only got two years left. 
He's got two years left. All right. He's got so like... yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, he'd be very interesting. I hadn't really thought about that they you know, might think about moving him, but uh he'd be real a real interesting pickup too. Um here here's what I was just looking at while you guys were talking. Um mm-hmm. Ottawa's got twenty points. They are right now seven points out of a playoff spot. Um they have played uh five less games than most teams and six less than uh, Tampa, who's actually got the last playoff spot. So, you know, we're kind of saying, oh, they're done, they're out of it. They've actually, they've actually got a plus five uh, goal differential. They've scored 70 and they've given up 65. Uh, for example, the Toronto mm-hmm. Maple Leafs, uh, who are eight points ahead of them, have given up 76 goals and given up 74. <laughs> so somehow Toronto is eight points ahead of Ottawa, and uh, they have a goal differential of two haven't really scored that many more goals, but they've given up nine more than, than Ottawa has. So if I'm Ottawa management, I'm not sure I'm ready to give up yet. Um, you know, this team, right, they played 15 games at home and five games on the road. Um, I heard them speaking earlier that uh, Brady Kachuk had, had mentioned that, you know, this team really needs uh, a road trip to, to, you know, get together and, and be together. And, you know, there's just too much attraction at home. Much like we said uh, the Rangers did when they went on that Western Canada trip and they wound up going 5-0. and So, you know, looking at some of these things, if I'm Ottawa's management, I'm not sure I'm ready to give up yet. Um, so, mm. you know, I mean, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're, they're seven points behind Tampa, who's got the last playoff spot, and they've got six games in hand on them. Um, so, you know, it would be tight. I mean, we know that this conference is, is tight with, the, you know, a lot of teams getting better. Um, but, you know, I look at Washington, who's six points ahead of them. Like, do I expect Washington to, to make the playoffs? I, I, I really kind of don't. Uh, the Flyers have eight points more than them, but they play five more games. Do, really, do we think the Flyers can sustain this? Um, I don't know. I mean, so mm. I'm, not, I'm not so sure. You know, we're saying, oh, just, you know, move this guy, move that guy. I'm not sure if Ottawa's got the same well, mentality they're talking about. They have played the fewest games up until this point, and also I was just only looking at it from a Rangers fan. Mm. What we could do to yeah. improve our roster perspective. Now you do have yeah. you bring up a good point from Ottawa's end. I guess you're right. You're, I mean, you're right. I don't know their because Scott brought up the tendons issue that they've been having. So I don't know yeah. what the owners pocket. You know, I'm not pocket watching or anything like that. I'm just saying sometimes these owners they will sell off and they feel like their bottom line is just not being met through the revenue, through the ticket sales and the TV deals and things like that. But as far as how I look at their roster and they're not where they should be. And if they don't pick it up, Oh yeah, they could be a yard sale out there. Uh, There's a couple of right wingers. We could definitely have that. We could see to me, uh, Wheeler and uh, uh, Brzezinski are more insurance policies for the time being at that position at the top line. That's a position we could, easily exponentially get better at and especially when we had Tarasenko in our pocket last year and I thought he played well yep. during those games where it really didn't matter um Scott anything else you would like to add on that as far as from the Ottawa perspective or the Blue Shirts perspective because uh, uh uh Glenn mentioned uh, we got some tough games coming up but I don't you know I think the Rangers have, have been pretty much fine and there's a guy I want to give Keonji Miller some kudos too man I think he has uh scoring wise him and Trocheck. I think the last few games have been very, very awesome. Very good. Very good. What are your thoughts? Offensively, especially. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, from now, uh, 
Panarin. How can we not yeah, forget well, Panarin? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, Panarin. I mean, you know, every week we're you know we're congratulating Panarin on another phenomenal week, another phenomenal game. But uh, no, no, Keandre definitely worth worth pointing out. Uh, what's that? Four goals in five games for him, I think. Uh, you know, he, he's definitely starting to score, which is nice. Uh, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing him on the on some, getting some power play time. Uh, you know, second unit. Why not? Um, I forgot. I know Truba's on that second. Uh, do do we have a second defenseman or, or do we? Go four forwards and uh four forwards and a defenseman. Like who's uh who who, who are the How two defensemen on the on the? You want to you want to uh, four teams or you want to shut them down? You want to uh, four teams or you want to extra forward, man. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna ride me on that one for a while now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was gonna point out that the Detroit game was definitely one of those games uh, that that was that was like that as well. Um, in fact, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I mean, I do have my limits, though. You know, I don't want every game to be like that because now it seems like these games are just free-for-alls. You know, the, the Detroit game tonight, the Sharks 6-5, to five, you know. Uh, you know, I, I do appreciate a good solid one nothing shutout every now and then uh, to show that we can still play some defense and, and get the great goaltending. Uh, so not every game has to be a shootout. But, uh, you know, games like that are, I mean, tonight, tonight was just way, way too sloppy. Uh, way too sloppy. You know, the, the Detroit game was fun. The Boston game was fun. This was just way too sloppy. Um, well, I'll tell you what I what I did want to bring up. Um, last week, you know, I was talking about the reviews and and you know, but focusing on the uh, you know focusing on the dirty hits that the NHL was doing nothing about. Uh, the, I got a segue about the reviews now. If you remember the Detroit game um, when we had, you know, it's funny because I used the term picking up the flag, which the NHL doesn't do, and they did it again. Um, and this one worked in our favor. The Detroit game, the double minor, they reviewed it because uh, they can review double minors and majors, and this one actually went in our favor because you know the dude the guy grabbed his own stick and high sticked himself in the face it was actually really nice it was actually uh you know a bang bang play he almost got away with it uh but that brings me to my point is that and I was listening, I was in transit for, for the first half of the third period, and I was listening on the radio, and Don Maloney made a good point. He said, if they're, the only reason they reviewed that is because there was blood, he drew blood. If he doesn't draw blood, that's a two-minute penalty, it's not reviewable. And now, you know, that, that's a pivotal point in that game. Well, we're, we're down by a goal in the third period, about to take the most ridiculous penalty in, in hockey history, um, and there's nothing we can do about it. The only reason that they were able to review that is because it was a double minor and the four minutes and the five minutes are, are automatically reviewed. So we got really, really lucky. So that brings me to my point in that, you know, we, we have the, uh, you know, reviews, you know, for challenges for goalie interference. We have it for offsides. You know, they automatically review the four minutes and five minutes. My question is, are we on our way? And would you like to see it happen? And I, you know, I want both of you guys to answer this. Are, would you like to see happen of a coach's challenge for a regular two-minute major? And before before you answer that, I am all in favor of it, and here's why. Because there's there's a perfect example. And again, if there was no blood, that's a two-minute penalty that we're taking that could change that game or pretty much end the game. Um, you know, ridiculousness. And I'll give you two more. Um, 
no, the Sharks game. Um, remember, we took a penalty for goalie interference, and I forgot, you know, who the parties involved were, but, um, you know, he was blatantly cross-checked into the goalie, blatantly cross-checked, mm. terrible, terrible mm-hmm. penalty. And so, you know, it, maybe we could have a coach's challenge there and, and review that, and, and they'd pick up the flag there. And I'll give you the, the granddaddy of them all going back to 2014. Um, you know, and again, they, uh, the the – the, the, in, in game two, the uh, you know the third goal, which cut the lead from from four to two to four to three, with the, with you know the phantom uh, or the no call goalie interference, which of course led to uh, the the coach's challenge. You know that summer they instituted that rule. The NHL apologized, mm-hmm. um, but that was not the only atrocious call in that game that cost us a game. Um, remember in yep. game five, we're up by one goal in the third period. Zuccarello skating out of the zone. I forgot the guy on the Kings was, he's standing still. He sticks out his leg to trip Zuccarello. But the problem is, when they collided, the guy who tried to trip him fell, and they called Zuccarello for, that, for the trip. It was unbelievable. And sure enough, the Kings tie the game and then go on to win the Stanley Cup in overtime. So there's another penalty right there that, that mm-hmm. completely handed you know, there's two calls right there that literally handed them the Stanley Cup. So mm-hmm. with those three calls in mind, that the, the, the trip on Zuccarello in game five, the Sharks won um, last game, and the double minor that we got very, very lucky uh, that was able to be reviewed. With those, having those in mind and, 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 that the, and, and also keeping in mind that the NHL automatically reviews four minutes and five minutes, would you like to see a coach's challenge for a regular minor penalty, you know, you you could do it like the uh, like the NFL does. You know, you you're allowed one or two per game. If 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 you lose, it could be a delay a game. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't want to make it a five on three, but you can you know turn it into a you know into a four minute penalty. Uh, and of course, if you uh, what the what the NFL doesn't get right is I hate this. If you are successful on a challenge, you still lose the challenge, and I I hate that rule. But I don't want to digress to the NFL, but um. I am all in favor of, of one or two coaches' challenges for regular minor penalties, you know, based on those three examples right there. Um, is that something you guys would like to see? Um, or would you like to keep the game moving and keep the, you know, and, and, and chalk it up to, you know, bad calls happen? Um, or, or do you, you know, given the technology we have, get the call right? Um, I am 100% with the, with the way the officiating has been um, and, and some of these examples, I am 100% in favor of a coach's challenge for a regular two-minute penalty. So uh, whoever wants, uh, what do you guys think? Glenn, Glenn, you want to answer that, and then I'll answer, then we'll go on for final thoughts after that. Steve, uh, yeah, Steve, I'll I'll answer that. Um, Scott, I absolutely agree with you, and uh, it was that exact same call that my wife saw when we were watching the game, and she agrees with you too, because she said right when that happened, but he cross-checked him right into it. What was he supposed to do? That that should have been two minutes on them, not on us. Uh, so uh, we we both agree um, that I would like to see them whether whether they make it, uh, you know, a, a, an additional timeout that can just be used for a two-minute penalty, or if they just add one on to, uh, you know, what they uh, already have. I wouldn't want to see them just leave it the way it is and say, all right, you can use it for a two-minute penalty, and then you got to decide, all right, do I want to do this or do I want to wait in case there's a, a goal or an offside or something I want to challenge. I'd rather see them add one, uh, whether it's specifically for a penalty or if it's just an additional one they can use throughout the game. Uh, I certainly agree because when something like that 
is so frustrating um, that not only uh, is it not a penalty on one team, but it should have been a penalty on the other team. So, I mean, something like that could totally turn the game. Uh, I don't like to see the game slow down, but I don't think the games really take that long anyway, so I don't think adding one timeout to, to uh, challenge a two-minute penalty would be uh, too harmful. So I, I, I totally agree with you. I like the fact that if you stop the game and a call goes in the against the favor of the team, there should be some sort of penalty. So I will be for it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the change of how sports is going towards that direction. So the short answer is, yeah, there should be some sort of repercussion if you lose a challenge or you should challenge it and if you lose some sort of, you know, maybe a power play situation, uh, one man – a disadvantage. So I'm cool with that, Scott. I actually like that. They should go that way. Why not? It makes it. You gotta. It's almost like in football or the other sports. Like you gotta make them pay if you lose. You can't just. You know. You gotta make mm-hmm. them pay. There's it, gotta be a cost to something. So I'm with that. I actually would like that. Yeah. There's only one other thing I would say about that is how many times do we see uh, uh, a replay and they uphold a, 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 you know whatever it may be. And you're still looking at it like, no, that. What, what are you guys seeing? That's wrong. Um, so I mean, we do see sometimes where where that's the they, risk. Uh, that's the risk. Where, where they where they still get get the call wrong, and then what? You wind up with a penalty on you plus another two minute penalty for the challenge. Uh, that might be a little steep, but that's the only risk that I would I would throw in there. Yeah, that is the risk, though. I like the risk, but that is the risk. Though. You're right, Scott. Anything else you like to add on that? Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. I mean, there's no guarantee that they'll get it right in the replay. I mean, case in point, <laughs> uh, the, case in point the four straight replays that went against us in the uh, Columbus game two weeks ago and then yep. followed by the Devils game. I mean, all four I thought were atrocious replays that all went, you know, that all went against us. I thought all four of them were, were terrible. Um, so, yeah, there's no guarantee that they'll get it right there. But, um, yeah, and, and that is a risk. Um, you know, you may risk, um, you know, tacking on another uh, penalty for yourself, um, you, you know, just double jeopardy for, you know, for an atrocious officiating. It certainly can't happen. But, you know, like you said, Steve, um, I would like yeah. to see them be able to have that risk. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's, everything's about. Risk in sports, man. You got to risk uh, certain challenges with these coaches, and then you got to make them pay when they don't cash in. So I'm with that, uh, guys. Uh, anything else? Uh, I guess from the Ottawa Senators' perspective, you, you got a good point with the uh, where they are, and they have time to make up some games. And teams do get hot. I thought their November was mediocre, especially when they had six straight home games and they only split that three to three after the win they had earlier in the month versus Toronto. Uh, but yeah, Glenn, I am with you. Um, you know, Tim Stusa, he's an excellent uh, distributor of the puck. His situation is different than what it was Lafayette, obviously, because Lafayette is more of a winger. He's more like uh, he, 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 him and Jack Hughes are more of the same because they play top, you know, top center minutes. So. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's you're right. So, uh, but they do have a, a a lot of guys that are very service, serviceable on this roster. I'm a little surprised that we did lose to them. To be honest with you tonight. Um, you know, and I, and, I, and it's funny because you know after what happened exactly last year, we played them exactly a year ago, and that, all that erupted with 
uh, Kachuk and uh, Truba, and that was the first thing on my mind when, when when this post game was coming. I said, "Oh man, you know, when we were playing the center. It's like, man, you know, Truba and Kachuk, the battles, uh, the fighting they were had, and, and, and they're just tied up. It seems like a third of the game tonight. So uh, I know I was looking forward to that. But I, you know, you're right, uh, Glenn. You did say uh, was it three and one, and that's exactly what we did. So I shouldn't be mad. It's just yeah, you know, sometimes the way you get your three and one is a little different. But you know what? When you look at the, yeah. I, I, eh, I, you know, the Nashville games is probably the one that really kicked up why I'm cool because you came back and won that game. That was a tough game to mm-hmm. come back and win. And they and last year they they really um they didn't do well as they didn't do well uh in Nashville last year. Uh, so yeah, I'm cool. So you know. Let's get some final thoughts, uh, Scott, Glenn. Uh, uh, you know, upcoming schedule. You said the Bruins, the Kings. I, I didn't even look at the schedule. Who do we have? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. We got Washington. Oh, the Capitals on Saturday. Oh, yeah, they got enough time. They don't play until Saturday. Jeez. Oh, they got enough time to get rest. And then, they, and they got the next game at home versus the Kings. Oh damn! We got a post game versus the Maple Leafs, so they'll be right back in Canada next Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. All over the place, the Rangers. <laughs> so um, let's get some final thoughts from you guys, man. Um, anything else you'd like to say around the league, Glenn? And then uh, Scott, and you know, Scott, I might go on a, a small rant. Nothing has nothing to do with hockey at the, my very end of my uh, <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Because I definitely want to get you guys thoughts because we never even talked about it on any of the other shows, but. Uh, and, and we'll talk about it, but go ahead, Glenn, uh, your final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, when 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 I uh, had said I thought they were going to go five and two on that stretch, I was looking at Boston and Dallas as probably the two that they might lose. Um, when I said, and we all said three to one, three and one in these last four games that they played, I didn't have a particular game that I thought they would lose. I just kind of had a feeling that, you know, they're going to have one game where it's going to be a, a tough one, and they're just going to lose. So. Um, I, I don't know that I thought it was going to be Ottawa. Uh, I don't know that I thought it was going to be any of them. I wouldn't be surprised if they went 4-0, but I don't think I had any particular game that I thought they might lose. This this next stretch here, like I said, I mean, we'd probably be happy to get out of this, you know, going these next seven games going 4-3 and three maybe. Uh, so, you know, I'll just throw that in. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I wanted to mention two guys in particular, um, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit more next week. Um, Jacob Truba, uh, to answer uh, what Scott was saying before, uh, he's off the, the second power play. ZZ is playing uh, uh, the other uh, point with Gustafson on the second power play unit. So, um, you know, and that's kind of been all year long. And I think Truba, you know, he's having the best year of his career, at least since he's been with the Rangers at this point. And I think he handled that, if you want to call it a demotion, uh, at least publicly, very professionally, and I'm sure he probably did in the locker room as well. And, you know, I wonder if taking that those minutes off his uh, playing time and being able to reallocate them more on five-on-five five is contributing to uh, the kind of year that he's having. So maybe we can talk about that. And then the other one is Panarin, uh, which I think we've all noticed too. We always knew that Panarin was a pass-first uh, kind of player. And uh, I saw something uh, in the last couple of days where uh, this year he's averaging uh, over 19 shots per 60 minutes uh, in a game, where last year he was averaging uh, about 14 shots per 60 minutes in a game. Uh, and obviously he's scoring more goals, but 
I think that, you know, teams know that. And I think that since he's got a better mix of, you know, looking for somebody to pass it to, but also you have to respect that he may shoot as well. I think that's contributing to the kind of year he's having too. So maybe those are two, you know, things we can kick around uh, next week or the week after. But those those are my final thoughts. Just a couple of things that I had noticed. All right, man. Thank you very much, Glenn, on your final thoughts. And uh, Scott, let's get yours on yours final thoughts. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had two rants about the uh, NHL, uh, the, the the Rangers organization as a whole. I'm going to save one of them for next week uh, because I, I want to hear RP's uh, opinion on it. Um, so the other one is: Did we cover the alternate jerseys last week? No, we or did didn't. that come out? Are they okay? No. They're atrocious. No. They are atrocious. They are awful. <laughs> they look like they were designed in four seconds. It, it, it's like they had an all night meeting and at five thirty in the morning before the six o'clock call, uh, it, before James Dolan walked in at six. It's like guys, we got to come up with something, uh, and that's what they came up with. I think, <laughs> I think they 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 had a glorious opportunity, um, and, and we still got the, the the stadium series jerseys to go. So I'm I'm not optimistic, but here's what I would like to see. Um, I love the 2012 Winter Classics. You know, the at Philly, like the the, the off white cream color with the uh, uh, you know with the blue shoulder patches with with the red and then the elongated like 1920s logo. I love those jerseys. So what I'd like to see them do is do the exact same jersey and just flip the colors, make them blue. You could make them home blue, navy blue. I'd like to see navy blue actually, but I'll settle for home blue. I think that's a somebody threw that around as a concept design. I love that. But what they came up with for these alternates are absolutely hideous. So that's that. That I'm going to save the other one for next week, and I'll just leave it with. Uh, um, well, I mean, you guys are both friends with me on Facebook, so you're probably aware of what I was up to. But it was retro weekend for me here. Uh, last night I went to the movies in the uh, the theater by my house. They uh, they've been playing classic movies. You know, I saw a couple slasher flicks, a couple eighty. We saw Child's Play, the original Child's Play, uh, in, in, in October. And last night we went to see Gremlins. Uh, in the theater, which was nice. And I'll tell you what, I hadn't seen that movie in about 20 years. You know, I know Spielberg directed it, and I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot of campy humor in there. But let me tell you, that is not a kid's movie. That is a horror movie, and I just don't remember it being a horror movie when I saw it at age eight. But that is a very dark and scary movie. It really is. Uh, yeah, so it just goes to show you, like, the, the stuff that passed, you know, TV and movies that uh, that passed for kids' movies back in the 80s, and, you know, and somehow we're the normal ones and <laughs> God, so there's that. And then uh, Saturday before that, I saw Kiss close out their wonderful 50-year career, where it all began, Madison Square Garden. I'd never seen them before. Uh, it was a hell of a show. Um, you know, Gene Simmons, 74 years young, still spitting blood, still breathing fire. Uh, you know, Paul Stanley, 71 years old. Uh, he was on a harness, literally flying across the garden, um, you know, and then and then back again, uh, you know, and they sounded absolutely fantastic. So, uh, you know, it was a really good show. I'm glad that they closed it, uh, in, you know, at the Garden. You know, they're all from New York. So, well, Gene's from Israel, but the other three are all from New York City. So it uh, makes sense that they close it there. And it was uh, – I'm glad I went, um, you know. We we got tickets the day of. Uh, they released some tickets for you know relatively cheap, relatively cheap by you know today's standards. But uh, very glad I went. It was it was a lot of fun. You know, it's a little shout out for uh, all the old geezers here on the show. Which well, it was all three of us. You know, and if RP was here, it'd be all four of us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was good. I'm, I'm glad I did that. So uh, 
that's what I got for my final thoughts. Uh, retro weekend. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Retro Weekend and Kiss. Uh, the bad, bad alternate jerseys. Bad, bad. Oh, yeah. And Scott, I'll let you fill in my final thoughts. If you could give this like 30 seconds, Scott. You could do my final thoughts and we're going to close out. Was Florida State screwed? The Seminoles? Um, no, I don't think they were. And I know right, that they done. started we're off. Done. I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that they started off by beating number five LSU, but I'm sorry, but I don't believe their schedule since then with uh, you know uh, supported it. I mean, it sucks. Next year, this won't be a problem with 12 teams, but um, I, I, I think I think Georgia got screwed. I don't think Georgia should have gone from number one and undefeated to out. Um, but I think Washington, Michigan, and Alabama definitely deserved it. Um, you know, I, I would have put either Texas or uh, or Georgia in at that four team, but I I just don't think you know the ACC for football is dead. It's been dead. It's not a conference anymore. It's the Big East. It's the Big East two point oh. I think I referred to it the other day. I, um, I couldn't disagree more, but we'll we'll, we'll reserve that <laughs> on a recap. I'll bring. I'm gonna have to bring you on for the recap episode uh, next time we do that later on in the week, man. I. Uh, it's just it, that thing is it's, just, it's one of the great debates I've loved it because you see both sides and I see both sides of the argument man I just look at it like from a point of view as if, if the committee came out in August you know right before the start of the season and they looked at Florida State's schedule and said hey man this shit sucks like if you play the schedule we'll not put you in if they would have said that I would have been cool but they didn't say that they allowed them to play the schedule got the results and then screwed them after the Top four A team, you know, top four AP team throughout the the entire season, whether the quarterback played or not. It's a flawed system, like you said. The ultimate point, like you said, is going away, and that's that. Glenn, for the record, could we get your thoughts on that really quick before we close out? Because we got to get here. Your final thoughts on that, real quick, Glenn. Yeah, Nay, I maybe? have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, have no idea. Idea. I mean, I I can fake it. Uh, you know, I could mimic one of you guys, but I'm not even going to try. I have no idea. Yes. All right, gentlemen, it's good to talk. We'll be back next week after the, the, the Maple Leaf game. I, I look forward to see that game, see how that goes versus uh, tomorrow. We'll be back in Canada in, two, in seven days. Uh, Scott Glenn and myself, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it because we talked about we we're going to go 3 and one We did that, but we lost to the East. Low as of right now, currently low. If the Senators move up in the standards, it's not going to be as bad as a loss on December the fifth. Shout outs to the guys. We'll be back, and with Sangre Azul, ladies and gentlemen, bleep boop. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,